What's up, guys? Welcome back to another Numbers Guys podcast. My name is Seth Warner, and I'm joined with Sam Auerbach and Kevin Ivers, and we are back with another MLB podcast. I know we said we'd do one every two weeks, but it's actually three weeks since our last episode, so got some catching up to do. Uh, this episode's going to be a little different than what we've done past two ones. Uh, instead of talking about current events, what's going on in the league, uh, well, I guess we are talking about a, one current event, um, and instead of talking about the standings and stuff, we're going to talk about two things today. Number one, we are going to be discussing sticky stuff because what is an MLB podcast right now without discussing sticky stuff? That is basically the number one hot topic in baseball right now. So we're going to talk about that for a bit. And then after that, we're going to get into our all-star game ballots because the all-star game is approaching in about a month from right around now. Uh, so we are going to talk about our ballots, where we agree, where we disagree, who's getting snubbed, uh, some potential names that you wouldn't expect to make the All-Star game that we think will be in uh, and all sorts of stuff like that. So um, not as many numbers in the beginning of this podcast episode as we discuss, uh, as we discuss sticky stuff, but let's hop right into that. Uh, so for those of you who haven't seen the MLB decided in early June that they would not allow pitchers to use any substances when they pitch uh, basically for the past couple months, they have been surveying baseballs just as a, as you know, a, a survey to see, to see how many pitchers are using different substances on baseballs. And it came back that 80 to 90% of pitchers use some sort of substance on the baseball. And instead of just waiting the year out uh, and heading into the collective bargaining, they decided to say in early June, we are going to suspend you if you are caught using any substance. So a lot of pitchers have come out and expressed their displeasure with this. Uh, most notably uh, recently, Tyler Glasnow and Garrett Cole. Uh, Cole just recently pitched an eight-inning gem against the Blue Jays and came out saying, yeah, I couldn't grip the baseball tonight. Uh, Tyler Glasnow saying that his partially torn UCL is part is mainly because he couldn't grip the baseball correctly. Uh, so this is a really big issue, and it seems like every side of, of the players want there to be some sort of substance. Hitters want pitchers to use it because they'll have more control, and pitchers want to use it because they think they're more effective that way. Um, so it's going to be interesting to see how this transpires the rest of the year going into the CBA. I'll hand it off to either Sam or Kevin, either one of you guys want to hop in, share your thoughts on what's going on right now. Cause this is crazy. Yeah. Just to, to clarify um, the, the hitters don't want the pitchers using spider tack. Correct. They want yeah. them using sunscreen rosin because they don't want to get hit by a guy throwing 101 because he can't grip the ball. They don't want Tyler Glass now getting injured because he can't grip the ball. So he's trying so hard to grip the ball that he's throwing out his elbow. I mean, in terms of why the MLB is not going to allow that, there's no good reason. It can be tough to determine between whether they're using spider tack or something else, but it's definitely for the better interests of literally everyone. If they're, pitchers are gripping the baseball so they're not getting injured they're not injuring players I mean we've seen more players getting hit in dangerous spots in the head in the face barely missing their head and face than I can remember in a long time and that'll only increase if the pitcher can't grip the baseball because they have no idea where it's going so I think, as Seth mentioned, the CBA, I always thought it was going to be something that they would take into the CBA and negotiate. And I think this was a negotiating ploy on part of Major League Baseball, basically saying, we're going to put down a hard stance now so that you have less to hold against us. I think it will ultimately backfire because they have completely lost the PR battle right now because every single pitcher, hitter, former player, current player is saying we need to be able to grip the baseball. And I know you that. Know, yeah. Uh, I think the, my biggest issue with it is like you said, doing it in the middle of the season, I think is really terrible. I think uh, Glasnow put it pretty well in his rant, which I highly recommend everyone go watch. I think it's about four minutes and it's pretty much encapsulates everything I think about the situation. He pretty much said that he's thrown maybe 70 and 80 innings already this year and has been fantastic. I think he's probably 
Cy Young. I don't know if he's a Cy Young favorite with Garrett Cole, but top two. But regardless, he now has to change. He had to change how he pitched now that he couldn't use. I believe he said just rosin, sunscreen, rosin. Yeah, just like uh, not not, not spider tech. I mean, he could be lying, obviously, but uh, if it's just something like spot uh, sweat and rosin, sunscreen, rosin, he has to completely change how he pitches, and that led to his injury. Obviously, you can't really do that, and but it just felt like this was just a response to all the just the lack of offense this year, lack of hitting, and then instead of really a lack of a uh, morality which is and crazy. I just I just felt like that's the wrong reason to do it let's say which is crazy too because I feel like the lack of run scoring this year is partially in fault of the MLB themselves because they're the ones who admitted to deaden to deadening the baseball this that's year true too so it, it's just the whole thing is weird to me because yeah I mean and you you mentioned the rosin thing I, I I've seen a lot of videos recently on current pitchers and former pitchers coming out and talking about this because, you know, I mean, you know, obviously we love to, to crunch the numbers and everything behind this stuff, but you know, we, we've never been on an MLB mound and, you know, tested out the different not substances. Yet. Not yet. There's time. There's time. I, I did have a solid <laughs> three inning outing this past weekend, but anyway, um, but I mean, Dallas Braden was saying how, yes, rosin is there and every pitcher can use it, but rosin doesn't help you grip the baseball it takes moisture off your hands. So your hands are drier, which doesn't necessarily grip the, doesn't necessarily help you grip the baseball. Um, yeah. I think Jerry Blevins said that either him or glass now that uh, I look at Jerry Blevins, Jerry Blevins had a great rant on Twitter also along with glass now, but pretty much what he said is uh, sunscreen and rosin doesn't really inf- uh, raise your spin rate. It just helps with control. Right. And glass, it's I been proven that. that. That I think we'll probably get into what we think that MLB should do. I think that should absolutely be like the bare minimum, right? This is, but, that, that's so, a, a very happy medium. That's actually that's a pretty interesting segue into something I wanted to mention too. So you mentioned that sunscreen and rosin, according to Glasnow, or even sweat and rosin. I think Trevor Bauer yes. said yeah. that that helped him a lot. Yeah, he, he, he probably did, also did the demonstration yeah. where he's sticking the baseball to his hand just using sweat and rosin, but. um so it's your point that, or to their point, that doesn't necessarily increase spin rate, just helps control. But what's interesting is if you haven't seen this, I highly recommend it. Everybody get your Twitter out uh, when you're listening to this episode. There are a ton <laughs> of tweets that you should see regarding this stuff. Devin Fink put out a fantastic uh, graphic where he measures Bauer units, which is essentially spin rate divided by speed. So how much is, how much is your pitch spinning relative to how, how fast you're throwing? Uh, it's called a Bauer unit. Bauer came up with it himself. I believe that's where the name comes from. Um, if you look at the average of every of every day starting from opening day 2019, right after June 3rd, when the MLB said if you are caught using substances, you will get suspended, the Bauer, the average Bauer units per start plummeted. And right now it is at a lower point than it's been since the beginning of since opening day 2019 it's lower than that point so to your point sunscreen rosin doesn't increase spin rate but spin rate is still down which mean which i think could mean that pitchers are using other substances which is a whole separate issue because and glasnow said it too there's a difference between spider tack which again another video fuzzy put out a video uh, of what spider tack does and what it is and what it looks like there's a difference between that and sunscreen rosin in the memo that the MLB sent out to teams, they told players to stop putting on sunscreen. Like, like what? Like how? How do you? How do you prevent that? Like, come on. Um, Those Irish pitchers are gonna get really, really red. Yeah, <laughs> Jack Flaherty isn't even Irish, and he tweeted out at MLB, "What are we doing?" Like, it's it, it's it's crazy. And and again, uh, I I also wanted to mention this. I feel like the MLB is starting to take things like this and hold it against the players going into collective bargaining. We saw it with, we saw it with this where again, I think hitters and pitchers alike both want pitchers to have the ability to have better control over their pitches, whether it's by using sunscreen and rosin or whatever pitchers use, we don't know. That's number one. And number two, they kind of did the same thing with the universal DH. If you guys remember too, when they were trying to negotiate how many games would be played per season uh, well, last season in the shortened season, they used the universal DH 
as something to hold over the players when again, all of the players seemingly wanted it. So, and, and I think the league should want it too, because you would think that that would generate more offense, uh, not having a pitcher hit rather having an actual hitter hit in their Unless spot. Jacob DeGrom. Except for Jacob DeGrom. That man is, he, he's an anomaly. And Otani, I guess, but he's different too. Oscar, you know, yes, of he's course, hurt. of course. But again, and I feel like the MLB is doing whatever it can to villainize the players going into collective bargaining, do whatever they can to gain PR reputation, and and it's not working. Yeah, they've had some terrible PR, especially, I mean, today, in addition to the whole uh, grip, spider tack, rosin, sunscreen, um, they're getting caught up in a minor league baseball scandal yep. because players on the Bowie Bay Sox are going to sleep in their car because they can't afford the hotel because they won't pay players enough to make a living wage. And also there have been pretty dis- disgustingly joking levels of allegations about cheating, but there are allegations of cheating at numerous teams in uh, sign stealing scandals so the MLB is just like not had a great day. Not They're at all. absolutely not winning the PR battle against anyone at the moment. So if their goal was to do so and set them up in a good spot for the CBA negotiations, I think that's gone about as poorly mm-hmm. as it could. Yeah. I do and- think the uh, uh for those who aren't aware again, back to Twitter. Uh <laughs> I his name is Ryan Spader, I believe. Yes. On Twitter, put out a bunch of allegations that he's heard from former players or people just involved in baseball regarding, like Kevin mentioned, the sign ceiling. For the most part, I do think most of that is false. I don't, I think he's had many. Completely agree. Yes. Yeah. I think it's fun to laugh at, but I think a lot of uh, his uh, past sources have been wrong. I think he had Garrett Cole to the Phillies. Yeah, no, he he heard a bunch of angels or whatever. I, I've I've always loved his account for some some cool baseball stats. Yes. But he, he's he, a good fellow. But he he had Cole going to the Angels, no doubt. It was locked up, happening, hundred percent. So, yeah, and uh, so I would take that with a grain of salt. But like you mentioned, Kevin, the Bay, it's not even just with the Bay Sox. It's just minor league baseball players. Yeah. We're, we're not asking for them to be get paid like millions of dollars. We're just asking them to get paid a like a livable wage. Because they are sacrificing a lot of their time to try and live out their dream. And it's not like they're doing nothing. They're still entertaining people. It, like, in, but we, but we base like, is that the double A affiliate of the Orioles? Uh, yes, it is. Yeah, it's not, it's not like rookie ball. It's like a pretty high up organ. Like, it, it's, I don't mean, just needs to get, get and it. And kind of going off that too, something we haven't talked about is the whole Ben Verlander food thing from, from last week. He put out a video or a picture of some of the food that Oakland A's minor leaguers have been getting. They got like a cheese sandwich for dinner. Like the, these are, these are young, big athletes that are the only food they're being provided is a cheese. Like how, yeah. how are you going to, how are you going to compete at peak performance by eating a cheese sandwich? I also, I do want to point out the Bowie Bay Sox are 26 and 10 with Good a for run them. differential of plus 76. Good for them. So just to show anyone who thinks that a good minor league team will be treated better, they don't care if you win games. They're going to treat you like shit because that's how they look at you. And that can't continue because minor league baseball players matter. And that's the future of their franchise most of the time. I'm pretty sure Adley Rutschman is on that team. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, that's the future of their franchise. They drafted him number one overall. A lot of the guys in there are the future of their franchise because right now the future isn't on their major league team. So, yeah, and I, better. Yeah, and I th- I think this is kind of a good wrap up for everything going um, on. If you let if me you add, add let me add one thing before we add. wrap up. I just want to get both of your opinions. Good. What do you think the MLB should do with sticky stuff? Continue with what they're doing give some leeway with like sunscreen and rosin or just let everyone go haywire with spider tech. I would say sunscreen and rosin should, should or, be or, or even a, I heard, I think Jeff Passon might've tweeted this out like a pine tar rag. Like they provide yeah. pine tar or something sticky that like only 
that only the pitcher can use. And if something else is found, then that is deemed illegal. Yeah, I, I like that. Um, I've also seen the MLB looking into making a tackier baseball. Um, and, and again, I don't have the perfect answers here. And this is this is where I think you get your scientists involved, too, in terms of, OK, what effect does this this substance have on a baseball? Um, but, but something does need to change because going in completely like going completely clean, having nothing to help grip the baseball, you're going to have many more cases like you just had with Tyler Glasnow. And again, if you haven't watched his rant, please go watch his rant because you could make a strong argument that the MLB saying on June 3rd, you can't use any substances anymore is the reason why he has a torn torn UCL right now. Which is injured UCL. I don't think they... Yeah, well, it's it's partially torn. Yeah, you're right, you're right. He could be out for the rest of the season. Um, and I, I, even as a Yankee fan, I, I really hope not. He's a great pitcher. seems like a great guy too. Um, and you hate to see anybody get hurt and th- that's only going to happen more if the MLB doesn't allow these pitchers to use something to help grip the baseball. And, you know, I, I saw, I don't know, I don't know who said it today. Um, but batters get as many, su- as many substances as they want to grip quote their weapon. Why can't pitchers get anything to grip theirs? That's fair. Which yeah makes a lot of sense so i again i don't know what the perfect solution is but and again i i I really hope that the mlb doesn't use this as another tactic during cba negotiations because player safety player safety is involved both hitters and pitchers hitters because lack of control puts their health at risk and lack of grip puts pitchers arms at risk as if as if they aren't at enough risk already yeah, I there's definitely no perfect solution. Um, as much as I hate the unevenness with some pitchers using spider tack, some pitchers, I feel like pretty much every pitcher was using something to be able to grip the baseball. I have no issue with that. Spider tack, I'm not a fan of, but I think that overall, this had to be done in an offseason. Yes. You can't yeah, make a I, change yeah. during the season. And that is my biggest issue. Yep. If I agree. they had done this in the offseason, I wouldn't have liked it, but I think we'd see a lot lower injury levels because you give the pitchers the chance to prepare for it. You also give them the chance to state their case to the MLB, hopefully get a tackier baseball or some sort of concession. But any concession now is going to come probably a couple weeks, a month, maybe even more. There are a lot of injuries that can happen in that time, both to pitchers and to hitters, that you don't want to see happen because the MLB just tried a tactic. Yeah, and... And yeah, that that's kind of my segue into what I was going to wrap up with before before we get into All Star Game stuff. I I really I really hate to see the MLB use this as as you you said it tactics going into the CBA. Um, we all we all love baseball. We all want to see baseball happen. I am really really skeptical about Opening Day happening in late March, early April next year. I think there. I absolutely think there's going to be a strike. I just because I, I hope not too. I don't see how there's not at this point. They the MLB and the Players Association are so far apart on so many issues, and it's so sad to see because again, you would think that you would think that pitchers being able to grip the ball should be a collective effort. Like, okay, we want our pitchers to be able to grip the baseballs to keep everyone's health, uh, you know, in check. And the MLB is now using this as a ploy. I think they're going to use it as a ploy in CBA agreement and say, okay, you want, you want sunscreen and rosin. Okay. Then give us this where that shouldn't necessarily be the case. It should be in everyone's best interest for players to be safe. You would think that would be, that'd be common sense, but who knows? I, I think there's a lot that the MLB and the players association need to hammer out. I really hope they're starting negotiations now because if they're not, it is going to be a really, really ugly winter and I'm not looking forward to it, but I, I really think that's where we're headed. KBO, <laughs> dude, let's go, let's go, uh, let's go, Dinos, baby. Yeah, NC Dinos, NC baby. Dinos, fans since day one, of course. Watching KBO, can we just like not have a strike? That'd be great. It's pretty simple to me. Just, like that'd be that'd great. Be but again, like Universal DH seems to be in everyone's best interest. Pitchers being able to grip the baseball seems to be in everyone's best interest. There, there should be no reason that either side should be using tactics against the other when it's in everyone's best interest but any last thoughts before we head into the all-star game uh yeah i think kevin mostly 
summed up my thoughts. And I do think MLB should provide pitchers with something more than rosin, just as like a base standard and anything more than that would be deemed illegal. But I agree. I agree. And, and again, part, part of that is figuring out how to police that, but mm-hmm. we've seen that MLB and policing aren't exactly a great pair uh, yeah. just to go see Carlos Rodon's latest rant again. Mm-hmm make sure you're taking notes on all these rants. We want you to watch. We promise they're worth your time. Mm-hmm. Um, that being said, let's head, head into some more fun stuff. The all-star games coming up. I, I do want to say the all-star games in Colorado this year. I am so excited to watch a home run derby at course. Oh, yeah. There are going to be some absolute bombs hitting that thing. I'm very excited to see a who's in it and B to see how far they can hit those baseballs at course. Um, that's going to be awesome. That being said, Let's talk about who we think will be playing in cores in the all-star game. Uh, we are going to go position by position. We'll bounce between American and national. Um, I think we're in agreement on a lot of, on, on a lot of guys. We'll hit on why we think that they're all stars and we'll talk about where our disagreements are, why we think uh, some guys over other guys and who's getting snubbed, mainly not their fault, just due to uh, an abundance of talent at that position in that league. But let's start with, First base, I believe we both have, or we all have the same guys in both leagues. Uh, we got Vladdy Jr. and Max Muncy. Any disagreement there? No disagreement. Um, but on the topic of a big snub, Matt Olson is having an absolute, yes, that's a good really, one. really, really good season and has zero shot of starting the game because Vladdy is just an absolute other level. Same with I Yuli, mean, too. Yeah, you were talking about the home run derby. I need to see Vladdy back. Yeah, Vladdy versus Vladdy Tatis is what I'm hoping for. Two years ago, and that was nowhere near this level of Vladdy. Vladdy and Tatis. I'm. I hope that's. Oh my god! I do yeah. also, Vlad. I think we're probably getting into this, but Vlad is probably my MVP favorite right now in the American League. That one's tough. That one's really tough, just because of Shohei, how effective he's been on both sides of the ball. That's fair. I but. I, I'm fair. I think it's one, one of them is going to get snubbed because I, I mean, honestly, mm-hmm. both of them are worthy of it, but you can't give it to both of them. Obviously, That's true. So a lot of season left. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And again, again, I think if Otani makes it all the way through healthy, it's his. Um, but again, Vladdy fixed his launch angle and lost some weight. And now he's easily <laughs> the best hit. I easily the best hitter in the American league. It's ridiculous what he's doing right now. Um, and then in the national league, honestly, not as much competition here. Uh, Max Muncy hitting 264, 14 homers, 33 ribbies. He gets on base. He gets on base. Yes, he does. Money ball. Um, he has an OPS of 946, which is 84 points higher than the next qualifying first baseman, who is Brandon Belt. Uh, so I I would think this is Max Muncy's to lose. He did just hit the in- – he has been on the injured list. Mm-hmm. Uh, he's not exactly accruing stats right now. And Freddie Freeman's starting to heat up a little bit, uh, but I would say this is Max Muncy's to lose. Yeah, with a down year for Freeman – I mean, down year for Alonzo, Goldschmidt, Rizzo is not exactly what he was. I mean, Muncy absolutely running away with it, I think. And, I mean, I think the only way you wouldn't have him at first base is if you think he's a second baseman. But the MLB has him at first base for eligibility, so he's going to take that spot. Yeah, there you go. Second base, second base. uh, Actually, are there any more thoughts on first base before I move on? No, I think you covered it. I mean, obviously, I think a lot of – Non our traditional fans are going to see his 264 average, and I think he's an all star. But Gets his walk rate is—he's one of the yeah, one of the best walk rates in baseball. And when he hits the ball, he hits it very, very far. So definitely deserving of, even if it's second base too, definitely deserving of to start somewhere in the All Star game. And why do we like him? Because he gets on base. He gets on base, absolutely. Uh, second base, I did have a little bit of trouble with. Um, I went with Marcus Simeon in the American League and Jean Segura in. Uh, in the National League, although I, I know we don't all agree there. Yes, Kevin and I both have Adam Frazier in the National League, but yeah. we both agree with Simeon in the American League. Yeah, I, I was between Segura and Frazier. Um, I mean, OPS is usually my tiebreaker between two guys, and Segura leads by one point. Not to say that that's the difference, um, but I, both of them are absolutely worthy candidates. I'm, I'm surprised that right now Ozzy Albies is leading the vote in the National League with an OPS under 800. He's been very good. Um, he does not get on base. He does not get on base. That's true. And and he he only not only but he's he crushes lefties and struggles against righties, which is very interesting. Yeah, um, yeah. second base in the NL is 
quite weak Absolutely. this year. Um, you could you could make I mean, the argument for Ryan McMahon too. You could also make a case for Chris Taylor. I mean, mm-hmm. yeah, he's all, not, he's listed as an outfielder though. If you have an all-star utility, Chris Taylor's taking mm-hmm. it because there he's you go. literally popping up everywhere. But he's having yeah. a good year. He's just like none of these guys are in a typical year. Guys, you'd think, yeah, that's an all-star. Right, second second base in the National League is definitely a toss up. I think in the American League, I, I really don't. I, I, I think Frazier's. Yeah, I mean, uh, just looking at his, I mean, first in WRC plus at second base and National League second base. He's first in F four too. He is first in WOBA as well. Not really X WOBA, but obviously it's not really based on what they're expecting to do, based on what they do produce. Right. Uh, again, I think like traditional fans seeing he hit two home runs is not great, but He's very good gap to gap power. Very good contact. Yeah. yeah. 31 batting average. And he plays for Pittsburgh. So you got to feel bad for him. Yeah. And then I feel yeah, like Pittsburgh, Simeon Pittsburgh, has just been electric in the last month. Pittsburgh so. does need their all star game representative. Yes. And I, I don't think Brian Hayes has played enough games to. I don't know, man. Jacob Stallings. It's true. Although there, I think there's a clear cut nationally catchable. We'll get there. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, I, I, I'm not. I'm not. I don't have my heart set on John Segura, but. Uh, I, I think it should be Hammer Frazier. I'm I'm just very surprised that Albies leads the way right now, considering he has the sixth highest OPS of qualified second baseman in the National League. So that's I mean, my thoughts on that. People usually just go for names sometimes. Exactly. Exactly. Um, and then in the American League, I really think it's a two-man race. I know Lemayhew's in third in the voting right now. He's starting to heat up, but right now he's just not an all-star. Um, it's between Simeon and Altuve. Uh, right now, Simeon has the slight OPS lead and RBI lead and home run lead. Altuve leads an average, but again, they're very close in almost every stat. Altuve has been absolutely scorching hot. Three home runs in his last two games. Uh, Simeon with a home run tonight as well. I think you can make the case for either one of these guys, but the way the way that Simeon has consistently played over the past month and a half, I think, is the reason he gets my vote. I think 10 games difference makes a huge difference. I mean, Altuve had, was injured. Simeon's been extremely healthy. Yep. I think in terms of rate stats, they're very similar. But the extra 10 games makes a big difference. I mean, Altuve's got 13 home runs. Like, I don't know where this is coming from. He's 15 got now shoot, after a, tonight. He's got a really solid shot to hit 30 maybe even go above that. I don't think anyone was expecting that. Like he'll be an all-star even if he doesn't start and it'll be very deserving, but Simeon's had an incredible year and was a great signing for Toronto. So I think he's got to be the starter. Yeah. I was, I was not a big fan of the Simeon starting at the beginning of the year and he's really making me eat my words. I was I mean, just going to say the same thing. Yeah, Keep me to it. Real bounce back year for him. He's had a very good month. Uh, yeah. Very good. Uh, very good. May. I don't know. I'm, Sorry for stuttering, but yeah, uh, yeah, I think he's definitely been the best second baseman in the American League. Altuve has been heating up in the last couple of weeks, but it's I think it's Simeon's about to lose. I think we're gonna have a fun debate on this one. Uh, third base in the American League. I know Kevin and I agree on a third baseman in the American League. Uh, we both have Devers, I believe. Is that correct, Kevin? Yeah, he's hitting the cover off the ball. Yes, yes, he is. Sam, who do you have at third? I have Yoan Mankata, and I know I'm going to get hate for this because I'm a White Sox fan, but I do really think he is the best third baseman in the American League. Uh, currently, he is first in war and F4. He's tied for second in WRC Plus behind Devers, and I think he's tied with Jose Ramirez. Behind Devers. Yes. I, I do I do think Devers is the better hitter, but Mankata is definitely the better third baseman overall because Devers not only is a bad fielder, but Mankata has been very good at third base. So for this year, he said the best UZR of, of qualified Amer- American League third baseman. Better than, I think, Seager's second. Better than Matt Chapman. I, he's been unbelievable. Uh, he's dealing with a sinus infection, so get better, Yoan. I know you're a big <laughs> fan of the podcast. But, uh, yeah, I, I, I get why Devers is first, obviously, because of the hitting stats. But I really think if you take into account defense, Yoan Mankata's by far and away the best third baseman in the American League. I get that. You y'all... know, everyone tunes into those all-star games for those third baseman backhand jump throws. If that's what you want, then Gio Urshel is your guy. Okay, if we're going based on names, we're not, I'm not picking Adam Frazier on my all-star. On my all-star yeah, team. no, I, I, get, I get the argument. And, wait, wait, wait. Yoan's a, a pop international pop sensation. If you're going for 
if you're going for all around talent, you've got every case. But Devers is absolutely tearing the cover off the That's, ball. And when you're talking true. about all stars, you're really looking hitting. And he's gonna he, I mean, he's absolutely smoking the ball. And we're not even talking about Jose Ramirez, too, who's also having a very good season in his own right. And Joey Wendell. Yeah. I mean, it feels bad not having a Tampa Bay Ray. And like he's probably the feel best bad. case for that. I mean, they're the second best Palmetto's. team in baseball by record. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, and you know, I, I back to our conversation earlier, I'd love to see Glasnow there, but unfortunately that's not gonna happen. So um yeah, fun debate there at third. I, I also have Devers. I think the fact that he has over a hundred point lead no PS is enough reason to to go Devers over Moncada. I like Yohan Moncada, but um Devers Devers is definitely my guy. He's I he's just knocking the cover off the ball, like Kevin said. Uh, his stat cast numbers are ridiculous. His OPS is ridiculous. And for the old school stats people too, he has 55 RBIs this season. So he's been incredibly productive for the Red Sox. So um, I got Devers at third in the AL and then the NL. I believe we all agree on Chris Bryant. Uh, he's having a phenomenal season this Bounce year. Bounce back here as well. What's up? Bounce back year as well. He really yes. struggled last year. Bounce back year and a contract year. So mm-hmm. um, he's he's been huge for the Cubs too. He's literally been playing nearly every position for them, playing the outfield, playing third base. Uh, he's been huge for them. He's uh, set, technically second in OPS at third base among qualifiers. I don't know how J.D. Davis qualifies on on the MLB's voting site, but uh, J.D. Davis is up there. So uh, uh, no, I got Chris Bryant. And, I mean, honestly, and there, there are – a couple guys in the national league two at third base that are going to get snubbed again, not to any fault of their own, but Chris Bryant's been great. You could make the case for Longoria, Austin Riley, Justin Turner, and Nolan Arenado. All of them have had very good seasons too. Yeah. But the only way that this isn't Chris Bryant's is if a, they decide to change his position, which I don't think they'll do at this point, or B, right. he gets traded out of the league. Otherwise it's his because yeah, he's been I, I that good that there's no one else with the case. And he I probably mean, won't get traded at this he's point. Probably not, but there's always a chance. Yeah. Uh, they have a very Never underestimate GM, the records. So but I mean, he's been pretty good against righties and absolutely slaughters lefties. And that's just a good formula for him. So he's, yeah. he's gonna he's gonna lock it up. And if they start a lefty in the All-Star game, look for him to slaughter them. Ooh, I like John that. means Rodon. It's true. I mean yeah, this would have to be. Yeah, he, I think he's hitting over 400 against lefties this season, which is ridiculous. Yeah. And he's not the only person hitting over 400 against lefties that we will mention. Uh, also, do want to see a late rise from Patrick Wisdom at third? Absolutely, yeah. the man Get is Patrick Wisdom in the All Star game, flying. Absolutely, I love that. I love that. Um, let's move to shortstops. I think th- this is pretty. I think it's it's a wrap pretty much. Xander Bogarts, Fernando Tatis, I would think it's easily theirs. They're both the leaders in voting right now, and I think all of our votes. Um, Xander Bogarts hitting 325 this season with a 958 OPS. Uh, the only person even in the same strat, other than Adalberto Mondesi, who's barely played any games, uh, only other person in that stratosphere is Carlos Correa, who's having a great season too. And Fernando Tatis is over 1,000 OPS. Um also with 21 home runs and 48 RBIs despite two IL stints, which is ridiculous. Um, but I guess, honestly, at this point, we can kind of hit on some of the snubs here because there are shortstops in both leagues that could and should be all-stars in most years. Carlos Correa, Joey Wendell, Bo Bichette, Tim Anderson, Brandon Crawford, Trey Turner, just to name a few. Um, Trey Turner not being top three in NL shortstop voting is pretty ridiculous. The fact that Trey Turner is below Corey Seager in voting is ridiculous. And Javi Baez. Javi Baez hasn't been that bad, but the Brandon Trey Crawford resurgence is real, though. That Brandon is Crawford true, is yes. having an incredible he, season this year. He's not going to start. He doesn't deserve to, but he needs to be an all-star. I completely agree. He's completely remade himself. And completely has, agree. If he's not the second best shortstop in the NL, he's the third, so he needs to be on the team. Yeah, I think he's probably. Third. I think yeah, Tatis, Crawford, Turner should be your top three, and the fact that only one of them in Tatis is in the top three in the voting right now is absurd in my mind. Casuals, yeah, casuals who click sort by home run, like oh, Javi Baez, and they click on his name despite mm-hmm. the fact that he is not All Star caliber this season. Brandon Crawford. Yeah, yeah. Brandon, let's get Brandon Crawford and Patrick Wisdom on the left side of the infield yes. in the, the All Star yes. game. 
I, I think I think we all win from that. Um, let's move to behind the dish. I know we were having some fun conversation about this before the podcast. I think we all agree on one and two. Oh, I'm sorry, one for American League, National League. We're also having a fun conversation with the people behind them. Uh, we all have Salvi and Buster Posey as our starting catchers right now. Salvador Perez hitting 287 this year. Uh, only an 853 OPS with 17 home runs is lower than you'd expect because he has the lowest walk rate in uh, in baseball right now amongst qualified hitters. But again, 17 home runs as a catcher. You can't ignore that. Uh, and Buster Posey is back to early 2010 even year form. He's hitting 337 with 12 homers and nearly a 1000 OPS, uh, which is a Buster Posey we really haven't seen since 2012, 2014. So that's been awesome to watch. Um, any thoughts on those two guys? Um, I think you said pretty much everything. I mean, Salvador Perez has been incredible. Um, I'd like to see him walk more, but as long as he's hitting as many home runs as he is, he's going to be an all-star at the catcher position. Um, Buster Posey definitely benefited from the year off last year and has come back completely remade. Um, my biggest thoughts at the catcher position are, those two seem like locks and there are so many options for those backup spots. Yep. Um, in the AL, you've got guys like Grundahl, Zanino, Sean Murphy. Um, I know you want Gary Sanchez in that combo. I don't think he's there yet. Um, I agree. In case you haven't noticed, I'm a huge fan of small sample sizes and Max Stassi is tearing the cover off the ball. That he is. Mm-hmm. I believe you want AL player of the week. In the NL, I mean, Will Smith is a little unlucky to not have a real shot of being in the NL starter conversation, but I think he'll make it as a backup and Narvaez has been hitting really well. And that's not even talking about rail Muto, who's still one of the best catchers in baseball. So it's going to be tough to figure out those backups, but those starter jobs are pretty set. I do have to say Cubs fans know how to turn out for all-star game voting. I mean, they always have they always in Kansas have. city always. Yeah, I mean, Javi, right now, Javi Baez and Wilson Contreras are both top three in their position voting right now. Where I don't think they, sh- I, I don't, I don't think Contreras is even top five at this point. Dare I say? Yeah, Maybe they got they got to turn up for wisdom if he, they he ever gets at it. Jesus Christ! Is he right in? Is he on the ballot? I don't think so. That's that's disrespectful. I mean, yeah. Show show Patrick wisdom some respect. But yeah, I mean, they, there are a ton of different guys that could get votes for backup roles. I love the fact that Yasmani Grandal is second in voting right now with a yes, one. He should. He should I, I don't think he should. I think it's the biggest gap between first and second of any position. And I do think that's ridiculous. I do. I do think Salvi should be in it over Grandal. But I mean, can I can I ask Grandal has been is, in my opinion, the second best catcher in baseball behind Real Muto. He's Ooh. not playing like it right now. I don't think he's been the second best catcher in baseball right now because Buster Posey has been unbelievable, but I do think he is a better catcher than Salvador Perez. And that's probably a very hot take, but I just love that in the American league, the, the argument for second place and catcher is basically coming down to ground doll and his 149 average and Zunino and his 191 average. Yeah, exactly. And we're just yes. really seeing yeah. how, if people can put an emphasis on batting average when the person that they're comparing him to still has one of the worst batting averages you'll see from a potential all-star. And that's not even and I men- find that very entertaining. I, that's need, not even, I, need, I need him in the all-star game. That's not even mentioning the fact that the third-place vote-getter in the American League right now is Martin Maldonado with his 178 average and and oh, 560 man. OPS, which is uh, mm. third, worst on, third worst on the ballot. So I don't know how that's yeah, even possible. I mean, I could, I could name five catchers that I'd want over him, not even including Perez and Grandal. But those those Tampa Bay Rays fans, if they exist, need to get out there and vote for Mike Zanino a little bit Absolutely. more. Can't be behind Martin Maldonado. Well, that that that's part of the problem here with with the MLB.com voting system. The fact that you can only vote for one guy kind of stinks. But from what I have seen, if you go on Google and vote, you can vote for multiple players per position. So if you haven't gone out and voted yet, go do that. Um, Cause there are players who deserve votes that aren't getting votes because of players like Salvador Perez and Buster Posey, who are so far ahead of the pack and in, in their league at their position. But that's a separate issue. Um, outfield. This is an interesting one. Nationally, there's really not much conversation here. It's Winker Castellanos and Acuna. They're 
all hitting with an OPS over a thousand Winker and Castellanos are probably the best offensive duo in baseball this year. And it's not particularly close. Um, Ronald Acuna is really, really good at baseball. Again, a couple snubs here, but you're going to get snubs in outfield when there are so many outfielders per league. Um, but these three are arguably the top three outfielders in baseball right now, American and national combined. Yeah, I agree. Yeah. Uh, so. The only one I can say, watch out for Soto, because if he heats up, which he seems mm-hmm. to be hinting yep. at, he can I, – I think it might be too late for him to crash the party, but he can get pretty close. But, I mean – they're having insane seasons. I mean, they're all three very much legitimate MVP candidates at this point. So yeah, they're going to be all-star starters. Absolutely. And then American League gets really interesting. I think the three of us have agreed on two players. We each have Aaron Judge and Cedric Mullins, which if you if you told me that at the beginning of the season, I would have told you you were crazy. Uh, but Aaron Judge, yeah, Aaron Judge would stay healthy. That's absurd. Mm-hmm. Well, I was I was just about I was just about to knock on wood. Aaron Judge is still playing every day for the most part. Um, with I'd, I'd also like to preface the fact that we I think all three of us agreed that our outfield would be would include Trout and Buxton. However, due to their lack of playing time, they are we decided not to put them on the ballot just because. Well, yeah, I'll, I'll, there's a lot I'll, of other deserving guys. Yeah, I'll, I'll get to that in a sec. But, um, but yeah, Aaron Judge has been healthy. We know how, how good he is defensively. Well, Yankee fans know how good he is defensively. Um, his bat's been pretty pretty consistent. He's had his ups and downs. Um, but, again, all-star, all-star caliber, caliber player. And Cedric Mullins, who was a switch hitter, kind of bounced around the league a little bit, was never really anything that great. Uh, decided to be a lefty only this season and is now hitting 320 with the third highest OPS uh, in the American League amongst outfielders, only behind Buxton and Trout, who you mentioned, don't have many at-bats this season. So Cedric Mullins is having an incredible season for the Orioles, and not for nothing, if they're not going to be in contention, they should be able to get a haul for him in a trade at the deadline. Um, you know, talk about Mullins, uh, Adam Frazier, guys like that are having incredible seasons and should be able to get their teams a big return uh, at the deadline. Um, so we agree. Those are, those are two of our outfielders. The third one's kind of up for grabs um, as of right now. And I kind of had trouble with this as of right now, I'm actually going to say Buxton. And the reason I say that is I know he has very few plate appearances, very few uh, at bats. The fact that right now, he is still second in the American League amongst outfielders in war, despite only 98 plate appearances, is incredible. That's how hot he was at the beginning of the season. Uh, he's coming off the IL soon, should be able to garner enough plate appearances before the All-Star game to you know, make himself a viable candidate to vote into the All-Star game. Um, again, hopefully he can stay healthy. We set up, we set up in our in our preseason discussion, I think we said it on a fantasy podcast. He's, he's always had potential just a matter of staying healthy. I think he's only played more than a hundred games in a season. Once I'd love to see that happen this year. I'd love to see him be healthy the rest of the way. If he is, he's a clear cut all-star for me, a hundred percent. But you know, it was tough to put him on my ballot, but hopefully it isn't as tough in a couple weeks from now when he's back. Yeah. The twins are, buried well well down there in the AL Central so I'm I'd yep. love for him to come back yeah I, I would you guys to have? take my time to petition uh the MLB to allow me to play either Shohei Otani or JD Martinez in the outfield I love so that I don't I have that. to choose one of the other guys that is a great call then because a I want to see Shohei pitch and play right field in the all-star game and Joe Madden says he's on board I B, second that they're both deserving and it sucks that because they both hit so well that the teams will just get them in the lineup however they can as much as they can so they'll DH means that one of them can't start so let's just let them play I don't think anyone's gonna complain if JD Martinez misplays a fly ball off the wall in right field in the all-star game yeah you know I kind of like Kevin's answer better than my answer for the last outfield spot but uh I, like a lot. I, I went with uh, Mark Hanna, and I know that's a very boring pick. I just haven't made fun of me for when we discussed our picks before we started the podcast. You know what, but, Sam? Uh, I love it. I love it. Thank you. I appreciate it. But he's actually probably the most one of the, one of, if not the most underrated players in baseball. Uh, currently, he is second in WAR among AL outfielders, 
behind Cedric Mullins, who I already have in my uh, outfield. And he's fourth in WRC plus behind uh, Aaron Judge and Mullins, both my uh, both in my uh, ballot already. And then Michael Brantley, who has, I believe, played 20 less games. Uh, Brantley started the year out. So I do think that gives Canada the bump. Closer to All-Star break, we'll see. I think Brantley could move ahead of Canada, but I'm still confident in Canada maintaining what he's been doing right now. I believe he's also been pretty solid on base path. I think he has seven stolen bases. He's really done it all for days who are currently first in the AL West. I think it would we'd be remiss to not have one of their players be a starter in the All-Star game. So he, I, I think Mark Canada definitely deserves it. He's been great. But you can book it. There is zero chance he's starting the All Star game. Oh no, I mean, he's not. He's not going to. But I think he should. He's not he like nowhere near because if nobody Javi knows he's having and, a good season. If Baez nobody is second, knows. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. If Baez is second, Javi Baez is second. Marquena's not even sniffing top five. I, yeah. Nobody has any idea that Marquena is like having a good season. No one knows that he's good at baseball. Yeah, <laughs> that that's fair. That's why you listen to the numbers, guys. So now yeah. you know Mark Ken is having. He's a really, he's very probably. I'll say it. He's the most underrated player in Someone baseball. Someone needs to just make an account like that a lot devoted to reminding people that Mark Khanna is good, so that we stop forgetting. <laughs> because this man has gone so far under the radar all season. Mm-hmm. When I when I tweet out when this episode is live, I will be using the hashtag Mark Khanna is good. All right, we appreciate that. We we got it. We got to get that moving. Yeah. The MLB needs to market its players better, and we will start by marketing Marcana. Yeah, I'm actually, I actually vividly remember. Oh, here, here are some two tweets from Foolish Baseball that perfectly describe what we were saying. Uh, it's April 11th, 2021, and Marcana is still the player with the greatest disparity between his production and popularity. That is very, yeah, that's very true. I think that really speaks to it. And also on a uh, May 24th, the only players with a 380 or higher on base percentage in each of the last three seasons are. Mike Trout, Juan Soto, and Mark Kenna. Wow. Yeah. So why do we like him? He gets on base. He gets on base. There you go. Mark Kenna. He's good. Take note. Um, one player that is marketed pretty well is the guy that we all have at DH, and that is that is Mr. Otani. Uh, he has been absolutely incredible this season. Uh, up there amongst home run leaders in the entire league, despite the fact that, hey, he still pitches every six days. I know it, it is six. They do use a six-man rotation. Um, but he, he's been awesome. Again, to Kevin's point, I would love to see him pitch and hit in the All-Star game. I really hope that happens. Uh, but again, there, there are a lot of guys here who are also having really good seasons that you could make arguments for. J.D. Martinez and Jordan Alvarez uh, are two and three in the voting, respectively. But also Nelson Cruz, Fran Mil Reyes, Austin Meadows, Giancarlo Stanton. And of course, I got to mention my boy, Yermin Mercedes. Uh, all guys that are having decent seasons this year that aren't going to get that vote because it's either going to go to Shohei or JD. So I like Kevin's petition of put one of them in the outfield. So, uh, so we could free up some spots here. I would, I would love to see your mean, get your mean, get your mean in the home run derby. How about that? Yes, Get him in the home run. He's been, he has been slumping and might honestly lose his starting spot at DH. He better not. Sorry, sorry I interrupt you, Kevin. I just had a plug. My your mean would be amazing in all-star game and fill home run the derby. home run derby with fill the home run derby with all the guys that can just hit the ball 500 feet. Your mean, your mean, Otani. Uh, I mean, if we, he'll do it, go for, like no, we need Otani. Make the, the home run, run derby. derby as fun as it can be. Acuna. Make the all-star game really fun. Let Otani mess around. If DeGrom's there and he's willing to play short for an inning, let him do that. Make it fun. Catch. Have him catch. Yeah. Make the home run run derby fun, number one. Well, yeah. I mean, I I don't think that's ever been an issue. but Yeah, that's true. But, I mean, Jeremy Frank said something a couple weeks – or a couple days ago. I think it was actually yesterday when when Tatis and Otani homered within two minutes of each other. Like, this this young generation of players coming up to the MLB right now, we are, we are so lucky to be watching these guys between Vladdy, Tatis, Otani, Acuna, Soto. Like th- this, this generation of players is going to be so fun to watch over the next 15, 20 years. And again, I, to your point, I would love to see all of them showcase themselves in a home run derby at Coors Field where they have the potential to hit a ball 400, I'm sorry, 525 feet plus. 
That's it. Also throw oh, Stanton okay. in there. Plus, plus. I want Stanton in every home run derby until he retires or can't hit the ball out anymore because that man can still hit the ball 500 feet. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, we saw the last time we saw Stanton, Judge, and Sanchez in a home run derby was down in Miami, and that was pretty fun. Oh, now, that was now, a great one. Now let's now let's raise the elevation a mile high <laughs> and watch them launch balls even further. So well, I don't know about Gary. Dude, I'm I'm not here for the Gary slander today, pal. He's heating up. He's heating up. Whether you like it or not, he's they got up. options for this home run derby. The one thing that'll frustrate me is if they just aim low and take oh, yeah. some guys that don't hit the ball that well they don't even have to like you don't need to go for home run leaders like i'll take jordan alvarez even though he's got nine home runs because yep. he will absolutely hit moonshots mm-hmm. yeah but I, like I think, get guys I, that can hit moonshots the main goal with this home run derby at least from a fan perspective shouldn't be quantity of home runs it should be the quality and the fact that they're yes. playing at core is you're you're gonna see baseballs hit further than you've ever seen in your life you're so mercedes Yes, yes. Let's make that happen too. Mark Canna is good, and your mean Mercedes to the home run derby. Your mean Mercedes, but you have to tell him beforehand that it's a three zero pitch. Yes, and, oh, and, and you wheel to- out Ostadio on the mound, throw to him. <laughs> well, I thought you were saying wheel out Larusa <laughs> to make him watch him swing at a three zero pitch. That would be that would be the peak of home run derby. Is if w- your mean Mercedes was in it, and as his pitcher, he chose Williams Ostadio. Oh my god. With Tony LaRusso watching behind the dish. Yes. Just fuming. Just fuming. All right. I think that's all we got. Um, my guess is our next episode will be right around the All-Star game, right around All-Star weekend, or week, I guess, because it's during the week, I believe. Um, but, yeah, so we'll, we'll likely go over who was voted in, our thoughts on that, our thoughts on the home run derby, predictions on that kind of stuff. Kind of a, a mid-season review, if you will. That'll probably be a longer episode, but that's all we got for this one. Go check your Twitter accounts and look at all those videos we told you to go watch. Mark Canna is good. Uh, uh, what's his? Oh wow, Mark Canna isn't he, just good; he's underrated. Mark Canna is underrated. You're mean Mercedes to the home run derby. All that good stuff. Got some cool inside jokes on this episode. Thank you guys for listening, Sam, Kevin. Appreciate you hopping on. I'm Seth Warner. Another numbers guys episode. Thanks for listening. Have a good one.